Life is trying, ain't no doubt about it. At times we get knocked down, you may fall flat. Don't be ashamed, we all been through that. And we got your back. Come put your head on our shoulder. No matter if you're young or you're older, just call, collect with us and reconnect with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. So welcome to the Sacred Secrets Podcast, your safe space where we come together to reconnect not only with you, but with ourselves and also to strengthen our spirituality. So this morning I have my girls online with me. We have Kinshasa and we have Marianne. So how is it going, ladies? Hey. Great. So I'm Terry and my co-host, of course, with Kinshasa and Marianne, we are going to take it away with that proverbial question, which is, why do we pray? Kinshasa, I'm going to start with you. Why do you pray? Well, or I should even say, do you I pray, Kinshasa? I do pray. And when I, when I thought about this topic, I thought about the first memory I had with prayer. And yeah. my first prayer is, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And yeah. I can't for the life of me remember who taught me that prayer. <laughs> I don't know if it was my mom or my grandmother. Um, I can't remember who taught it to me. But um, over the years, I think I've become disconnected with prayer. I know my mom used to send uh, my sister and I to church and it was Catholic church. And honestly, I was, I was bored. I really was. We would take the donation yeah. money and go and buy snacks and take the snacks into the church <laughs> and try to open up the snacks very quietly and eat the snacks during church and couldn't wait till it was over. Yeah. And I think over the past maybe 15 years, I think I've I've become more reconnected with praying every day. And I think what's brought me back to it is just a feeling of gratitude and, and being thankful for the blessings that I have and wanting to show that appreciation. That's, that's one um, part of it that reconnected me to prayer. And then the other thing is, I just feel like it's a scary world out there. I feel calmer once I pray. I feel like I'm covered, you know, when I, even in the house and when I leave the house, I feel like I'm covered. I feel calmer and I just want to show appreciation. So that's, that's, um, that's kind of like my prayer history. And that's where I am right now. How has it been for you, Marianne? I remember that prayer too from, from childhood, but some of my first memories is uh, my dad waking up to pray consistently every single day and um, us kids having to, to wake up around the same time that he woke up to, because we had to get ready for work, but everybody was tiptoeing around dad because we knew that uh, we could not interrupt uh, his prayer time. And, and and then of course you know there there's also school where you had to like memorize memory verses and say the 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 memory verses on mass all together during school assemblies. Um, but but I also remember church and worship at church being extremely boring. 
and, you know, can't wait to like leave. I remember going to like both Jehovah Witness churches and Seventh-day Adventist churches. Prayer and worship felt cumbersome. It, It really felt like a chore. Listen, I just remember constantly being hungry. So I'm right there with you girls. (laughs) And I remember clearly feeling as if prayer was something that was just a practice that our parents put on us. And let me tell you, that prayer that you said right there, that was my earliest memory of a prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I remember like they would teach us to kneel, you know, when you're praying And so it's like praying became almost restrictive over the years where I felt as if God was not hearing my prayer if I were not kneeling. But again, all I remember was just like Mm -hmm. these long sermons that just kept you feeling as a kid, feeling so bored and feeling so disconnected. And, you know, you're just living for the end of the sermon where you had like this beautiful meal prepared and you have your little playmates right there. So Kinshasa, you had touched on this, that you had said that there was an interruption in your prayer life. What was it that caused that interruption? I didn't um, fully understand the connection that I had with God and his role in my life until more recently, like in the last 15 years. And was that, so was there something significant that prompted that reconnection? I don't think there was something significant. I just came to realize that God is in my life. I feel like he has protected me and allowed me to have a lot of blessings. And I just wanted to express my gratitude. And Marin, I'll ask you the same question. You mentioned like seeing your dad praying, having a great prayer life. Was this something that was translated onto you? Were you, did you emulate this prayer life considering that you saw it early on? You know, it's funny. I did try. I did try. I remember growing up trying to um, create this consistency in my life where I would be like dad waking up at a specific um, time of day. I've bought prayer books, all this stuff, you know, and, and just, I've, I've never been able to build that consistency at all. But I can tell you when I prayed the most was when trouble find me. That's, <laughs> that's when I was praying the most. Could you emulate that in your life? Now everybody knows that we're sisters. So you saw daddy praying as well every single day. Could you get that? I I believe that I had tried most of my life, but you know, of course, I I mean, later on, we'll talk about like, you know, what is this concept of God and who's God? But of course, early on, it's shaped by your families. So for me, I, I am a product of prayer. And what do I mean by that is when I was a kid, I was extremely sick. And of course, you know, you have the the narratives that inform your life. And this was one of them. I had gotten very sick and everybody said, no matter what they did, you know, they took me to every doctor. I just kept on dwindling. So my dad thinking that, you know, of course, death was inevitable. If this three-year-old is not improving, he decided that he was going to pray. And my dad said, as he prayed, he felt like this very strong urging, like, I'm going to be okay. Just go to work. She's fine. And what he said, he trusted. He got up, he went to work. He called throughout the day, just checking in, you know, with my status. And he said like eight hours later, when he returned from work, 
I was just like running out, screaming his name, completely recovered. And so as a kid, everybody would say, oh, you know, you're meant for something great because God spared you. There's a reason why he spared you. And I feel like I've always felt this special connection with God from that, you know, from that story, from that childhood story, but um, not really feeling as if it was a relationship on my end. It felt like God had a relationship with me because I'm special. I was saved, but I did not have a relationship with God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Or that sounds like, is that clear? It it does. It it sounds like you didn't feel it necessary to to work hard to build a relationship because that connection was already there. Exactly. Exactly. Because it's like God spared me. You need me. I'm not sure if I need you. So, um, of course, when life events happened, I, you, you know, of course, you girls know my struggle. I, I, I recognize and I know what it feels like to live in hopelessness. And I know what it feels like to live in despair. And because I have that as a contrast, you know, of course, I choose God, the God of my understanding. And so on that note, this is the perfect way to segue into what is this thing called God and what is this concept of God and what does that mean to you? Kinshasa, I'm going to start with you. I do believe that there is a higher power that I call God that answers prayers and has answered a lot of my prayers and has allowed me to be fortunate and be safe. So that is, that's my concept of uh, who God is. And that's the, that's the person I want to have a relationship with that I try to foster each day through prayer. Yeah. Marion, I'm taking that same question to you. I do believe in God. I do believe that there is a higher power. Uh, it feels comforting to know that there is um, somebody listening to my prayers, somebody hearing this trouble. And even though I know that there might not be a response right away, an answer right away, eventually I do actually feel better because I, I, I feel like the burden is no longer with me now that I've verbalized it. And what God means to me is really comfort, release of burdens, even though as human beings, we feel like we, we can control everything. Terry, I'm going to turn this question back to you. What does this concept of God mean for you? I think for me, when I had like, um, when my dad died and when I had a best friend who died, it it, it, it kind of forced me into wanting to believe even more fervently into this invisible realm, this spiritual force, because I feel as if we live in a world, of course, that's very into tangibles, everything concretized, everything has to be a fact. And, you know, when it comes to death and the finality of death, even though there's a fact to it, there's still like, to this day, I'm, I'm, I'm still boggled. Like, how do you walk this plane and then you just disappear? And for me, I won't forget, like, when I was going through my grief process, there was a supervisor who, let me tell you, she gave me the best advice ever. And what she said was, your dad 
has you know transitioned to heaven and as a result he's become one of your guardian angels and so your prayers will go quicker to god and in that moment it was beautiful seeing my loved one being in alignment with this greater you know this invisible power this omnipotent being this being that i know that my father trusted in life and so it's going to be even a more you know deeper trust in death and that's what has kind of increased my trust and belief in God. So in regards to a prayer life, do you think it is important for us to foster a prayer life? And what does your prayer life look like? And I'll take it to Marianne. I'll start with you. I, I do believe that a prayer life is important. And I tell you that I pray more often when trouble find me. In yeah. the last couple of years, trouble has found me quite a bit. I tell you that right now. <laughs> Um, living I think in Asia. All of us yes. <laughs> Marianne, let's talk a little bit more about your experience <laughs> as a resident in Asia. Um, I, I just remember having to listen to just really uplifting things every single day to make it through the work day uh, in Thailand. I had to constantly be plugged into that power external to myself because I knew that I couldn't do it on my own. And, you know, even though yeah. I was constantly calling everybody in the family and everybody was so encouraging, they couldn't be with me 24 seven, but I could pray 24 seven. And so living there forged a deeper connection between me and, and that higher power and God. And I can definitely say that living with the Thai people, they're so spiritual they're so kind. Their, their belief in Buddhism is so tied to everything that they do that it was also easy to just um, see God in them as well when I wasn't, you know, in a deep, dark place. Emis Kinshasa, actually the same. And, and can you like invite us into your prayer life? What does that look like for you? My prayer life is important and I try to pray every day Yeah, in the mornings. Uh, I usually pray when I'm walking my dog along the beach or on the boardwalk. It yes. feels it's a peaceful time. There's not a lot of distractions. I feel like I can have a more personal conversation during those times. You know, even in, if I'm in the house, I could turn everything off. But for some reason, walking and being outside feels the most comfortable for me. And... Praying each day is important for me because it helps me to get through the day, yeah. <laughs> honestly, because there's just so much that could come at you. And I need that to, to that in the morning to kind of, it's like my coffee. Like I need that to strengthen myself to get through whatever's going through, going on in the yeah. day. And one thing I can say is um, for me, my prayer life has not been as consistent as I would want it. And I know that we girls that ha have had the conversation before where prayer life is a form of self-care. It's really about you kind of taking a moment to check in with you. And I feel like having that connection with God, it, it really makes you feel as if I can conquer the world. You know, there's a certain fearlessness that comes with it. And I wish that I could focus in on, it, on it a little bit more. My prayer life, it involves me of course, trying to use our prayer pillow 
And I got that, like these little gadgets. I've tried like singing a song before I start praying. I've, I even bought a bell, you know, remember like in the islands where when we were having recess, they would like ring that bell. So recess was always like this moment of it's either a, a call to attention. It's a call for fun. It's a call for just reflection. And these are little things that I've been trying to kind of keep myself, you know, connected to prayer. So on that note, guys, this is the end of our first podcast. Yay! <laughs> so what we're going to do, yes. So um, join us next. We continue this discussion because do you know that prayer is not only the most common faith practice among American adults, but it is one of the most complex and multifaceted. Take care, everyone, and walk safe.